Hello, and welcome to another breaking episode of Cineblokes. I'm Benjamin Baker. I'm Caelan Burrows. And we have just come from the cinema, and we have seen the Lego Movie Part 2, the second one. Yeah. Right. That's the full title, I think. Right. It's just the Lego Movie, the second one, I think. No, it's Lego Movie 2, the second one. Electric Boogaloo. The second one. Strikes Back. Right. All, all of that. Yeah. Uh, it's mouthful, so we're just going to call it the Lego Movie 2. Yeah. I think that's easier. Yeah. Yes, we did. We saw it. And, uh, yeah, well, so, what did uh, you, you think? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, uh, you know, we were talking, talking as we um, were leaving the theatre, right? And uh, I've got mixed feelings about this film. Uh, I don't, uh, not really sure how I feel about it, to be honest. Because it was not, it's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad, but it's not the first one. Yeah, it's, it's very kind of different. Yeah. They do kind of go a different way and then they, I felt like they kind of bring it back, uh, in a, in a, in a more thematic type of way, uh, that feels more like the Lego movie, you know? Yeah. Um, so if you've never watched an episode of Cineblokes, what we'll do is we'll go through a couple of things and then we'll do spoilers at the end. We'll, yeah. No we'll spoilers. Give you a, we'll give you a keynote when there's no spoilers. Yeah. Uh, so we'll do spoilers at the end, uh, and you'll know. When, when those come. So you can watch up to then and then you can, you know, bugger off, whatever you want to do. Um, so, uh, yes, I guess we yeah. should just dive right we into it. We should talk it. about the most notable changes in this film that Morgan Freeman's not returning. Yeah. That's yes. not it. Uh, change of directors, actually. Yes. Yes, change of directors. So, the film does have the same writers, um, which is what? Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. Yes. Um, so they returned to write the screenplay. However, they did not return to direct the film. Uh, they passed that helm on to a man named Mike Mitchell, uh, who you might have known from such great films, very similar to the Lego movie, uh, Deuce Bigelow, yeah. uh, Male Gigolo. And so, also, uh, his rap albums, um, goes under Eminem. So, yeah, right. So, old Mike Mitchell. Really, really very similar to, um, wait, no, none of that's correct. Except yeah. the Deuce Bigelow part. That's, that's true. That is true. But then he also did Sky High. Uh, he did Trolls, which is a very, you know, that, that got popular because Justin Timberlake did the song. Um, so yeah, it, you can tell there's a bit of a difference. There's, there's clearly a, a directional choice in, in how the story told is yeah. told, I believe. I mean, I don't know how much, you know, the direction of a, of a sort of animated film, what it does, because stylistically it's the same as the first movie. That's true. They're Legos. You know what I mean? There's not really much you can do with messing that up, I feel. And you've got the same screenwriters on board from yeah. the first one. So right. it should be the same in in essence. Yeah. But it's not. And uh, it's it was very weird. Uh, the I don't know. It just felt, you know, you mentioned that early on you were sort of bored. Yeah. And I felt the same way. But by the end of it. It really it found its footing. And yeah, it just takes that, way longer than it should. Yeah. Uh, but it does. I, the film, and maybe that's why, you know, I'm so mixed on how it all kind of came together because I did. I was very bored for, for you know, a large part of the, the first act, maybe. And then somewhere halfway through the second act, all the way into the third, 
I thought the film just finished very strong. And I was like, why didn't yeah. you just do this from the go? I feel like, for me, there was a relationship that develops in the film. Yes. That when that, when that started to go the way it did, I was like, oh, now things are getting interesting. Yes. But right. before that, it, yeah, it was sort of like, it's, again, it's not bad. No, it's not it's at just, all. It's, it's just very jarring. It doesn't feel much like it, which I guess to its credit, they didn't want to necessarily repeat the exact same thing. Uh, but then again, again, this film is very self-referential. Yeah, they you know did, what I mean? In that regard, they did re- yeah. repeat a lot right. of things. And again. It, it felt, you know, the adult jokes feel a bit forced in there, you know? Not, it doesn't feel as natural. It feels like, oh, you know what? The adults love this in the first one. Let's cram as many in there as we possibly can. Yeah. To the point where you don't laugh as much, I felt. Yeah, no, there I, was... I didn't find myself... There was humour to be had. There was. But there was. I laughed way more in the first yes. movie than yes, I, did I did for this one. Yes, so. I did. I agree. Yeah. Um, but most of the cast returns. Um, so you've got Chris Pratt um, twice. So that, I, I think know, he got two checks. In a dual role. Did he, did he, get, did he get paid twice? Possibly. All right. I'd he, pay him twice. I would pay him twice. Doing that amazing Kurt Russell impression. Uh, it's, it's pretty good, honestly. Yeah. It's, you might even think it was Kurt Russell. I did, and I knew it was Chris Pratt. Yeah. It's, uh, it's good. He does a dual role, and then we've got Elizabeth Banks, Will Arnett. Uh, in addition to the cast, Tiffany Haddish, uh, who's, who plays Queen, whatever, Wantanabe. Uh, you know, a big role there. Um, you know, Nick Offerman, uh, Maya Rudolph shows up for a bit. Uh, the kids are the same. They're just older, because that's how aging works. Um, and, mm. Jason Momoa plays Aquaman. And most importantly, Bruce Willis plays Bruce Willis. Yes, he does. And if you were like, hey, what's the Lego movie missing? And your answer was Bruce Willis, you'd be absolutely right. You would. You really would. And he's a welcome addition. Yeah. Yeah. That that is one of the jokes that worked. It did. Right. And actually, for me, the Aquaman one is the one that worked as well. Uh, because it was funny when it happened, and then when I found out that it was actually Jason Just Momoa made doing it, that it, more funny. it made it that much more fun. Uh, I actually laughed harder when I found out who it was than yeah. I did at the actual joke, I think. Yeah. And a lot of your minor characters that were voiced by the same people, you know, you've got your, but, your Superman and Green Lantern voiced yes. by Channing Tatum. Right. And, uh, Jonah Hill and, uh, who's it voicing Wonder Woman? Uh, Colby Smolder. Colby Smolder yeah. And, uh, um, I assume it's the same voices for, for Benny and, yep. um, the pirate. Yeah. Nick Offerman. Well, um, I don't even know ben. the pirate's name. Sure. And Unikitty. Yeah. All, all, all of them, them. return. Yeah. They all come back. The gang's um, all here. Not as much to do. Yes, that's true. But, uh, but yeah. So, yeah. um. So I guess overall, uh, I, you know, visual effects and story, it's, uh. It's, I feel like visual effects are just kind of a given. Yeah. It's, you know, it they looks, don't miss anything. It looks great. Yeah, it looks great. They, they, they do a really good job. They do. I, I will, I don't know if this is a spoiler or not, but they do kind of give you a little bit more real life stuff kind of throughout they do more the flashback thing than they did in the first one because in the first one and this might be getting in a bit of story and plot but in the first one you never really know what's happening until the very very end of the film mm. uh whereas this one i felt like they kind of were like oh well look everybody knows that it's kids playing with legos so we can be a little bit more open about it and there's still some they twists were. that kind of go in yeah. but it, it does they do kind of open that up where they're not as as coy with it and yeah, they, they kind of go in and out 
uh, a bit more than honestly to my it's, liking. It, yeah, but. it's not as masked as it was in the first one. And I, I understand, you know, everyone already knows, like you said. Right. So what can you do with that? Well, I feel like things were still done in a more clever way in the first ones because you know you had the craggle, right? And right. Uh, I've I've done it again. You have. I've done it. You have twice now. You got to get a better battery, mate. Sorry. Uh, yeah. So you had the craggle in the in the first one. Yeah, and uh, and when it's revealed as to what that is, you're like, oh, that's very clever. Right. This, it's uh, it's not it's not so clever. It's not. It's and even the Everything, names of a lot yeah, of the things. Yeah, when they say all, the things, you're like, it's very obvious. I know and, what that is. Yeah, it's it's not. They don't do a lot of disguising, and I felt like, well, yes, we know that the jig is up. Um, it could have helped to have a little bit more mystery because honestly. Once the whole thing starts to unfold, and this is where their strengths lies, once, like you said, when that relationship starts to take off, um, once that all kind of happens, you, you go, there's something that clicks, and you're like, oh, this is what you wanted to tell us. Wow. All right. Uh, but it's not one thing, it's another. Yeah, we'll cut that. Yeah. Um, so this is what you wanted to tell us, right? You know, you wanted to explain this. And it, it was still heartwarming. There was still that good kind of touching moment that you got at the end of the first one. So they did that right. It just took them way too long to get there, I felt. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was... I think the... I don't know. It's just so weird because you're not really sure what the conflict is for the better part of it. And, yeah. And by the time you do, I think that's when, you know, that's when it does. It starts to pick up in, right. the, in the third act. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. It's very weird for a film. Most films fall apart in the third act. This yeah. one, this one finds its stride, strangely. Yeah. But I mean, it looks, it looks great. It does. It um, really does. The new worlds are really great. Um, you know, honestly, the, the new characters, like the Whenever Wantanabe, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of form changing with that character and it, it does it very well. They, it's very smooth and it's very fun to watch that character constantly change and be something different and yeah. um you know and they, the, they mess around with colors and stuff like that and yeah, it's, it's good integration of all the different sorts of legos because right. i saw legos that i was like i've never seen those legos before yeah. <laughs> same and you know and that surprised me so yeah. it's, it's very well done very, yeah. very well executed i will say this though um if if those two children existed in real life uh lego needs to hire them immediately because the building that these I, look, kids do. I spent ages in my younger days, uh, like six through 12, uh, building Legos. Never like ne that. Never, never like that. And I built some pretty great spaceships. I I'm mean, not going to lie. We're talking on the same level as Macaulay Culkin with engineering. Right. In Home Alone. Right. Like, that's their Lego Home building Alone skills. Home Alone 2. Right. Where he goes into an abandoned home. Yeah. It's like, Oh, I got this. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty incredible. Yeah. Uh, the world series. In fact, it's, it's actually the most unbelievable part of the film. <laughs> I feel that's that's true. I could actually buy toys coming to life yeah. over the fact that those kids built that. Um. <laughs> yep. But yeah. So, so yeah. So do we want to want to rate it? Yeah. This is a weird film. I feel like there's not so much that we can cover yeah. up top because reasons. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm not sure where I really want to go, but I think I think I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm going to give it three point five out of five. Everything is awesome. I think that's what I'm gonna do. Okay. I, I enjoyed the film. I really did. I do feel like there were just some things about it that just couldn't bump it quite up to a four. And honestly, if the whole film had been the third act. 
in, in that way that they executed it, I honestly probably would have rated it a bit higher, but it was such a, such a weird start to the film and it took so long to catch its stride that I, I have to kind of give it a, give it a middle ground type of rating. Yeah, I, um, I don't know that I can go that high. Fair? Um, because look, it, I never wanted a sequel. <laughs> to the Lego movie. I thought it was a great story. I thought it was done. You know, and sure they, they gave that little teaser ending with the with the Duplo and that's really what what leads into the story here. Right. Um but I didn't need it. And when I saw the trailers I was like eh Yeah. Wasn't really excited to see it. Was a bit bored at the beginning. Didn't laugh as much. Again it does pick up at the end and I do feel that it ends on a on a very good note. Um, it's a nice wrap up but to a sequel that wasn't needed <laughs> and I really just I hope they don't make a third yeah I really don't Look, I, I don't know where you could go I don't want point. to tell you to not give them your money because I do <laughs> like Lego films but just maybe just leave it at two I think that's all we need if look who's talking now is any indicator when you're dealing with kids don't make a third movie yeah right? no we don't, we don't yeah, no. I don't need don't, to see don't do it I don't think you see the Lego movie with dogs playing with Legos. <laughs> Where they're just getting swallowed. <laughs> Underground. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, don't, yeah, I don't no, need that. We're good. We're so, good. Uh, so I'm going to give it, I was teetering on a, on a three and then you went three, five and then I was like, maybe three's too low. I feel like maybe it deserves more than that, but I can't in good conscience give it 3.5. That's okay. I'm going to go 3.25. All right. Right. Out of five uh, references to Chris Pratt's other films. <laughs> they basically do his entire filmography. They do. It's... <laughs> was it, it was a bit much. It was. It was. And that's one of the things I think this film did a little too much is once they, they uh, you know, they they do the joke over and over and over again. Um, which some work really well. Yeah, some uh, do. The, the ice cream cone is a very funny one uh, that keeps coming in between characters. Um, and that, that's a really funny bit. And they do that a lot, but it's funny. And so it works. Mm-hmm. But I feel like everything that they're like, oh, this is good. We should just keep repeating this joke all through it. And it's like, you know, mate, not everything needs to be a callback. You know, we, did, we, we got the joke. We get it. It's funny. Yeah. Move on. Write a new one. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so, is it time? I think so. You ready? Here we go. Spoiler, spoiler dance, dance to the spoiler dance. Spoiler dance to the spoiler dance. Ah, oh, there That's, it is. Yeah, it's time for spoilers, yeah, everyone. Right. Everything so is awesome. If you don't want it spoiled, then you should probably, you know, take a walk. Yeah. Yeah, and then come back when the video's done. Yeah. Or, you know, just leave it, you know, pause it. Go watch the movie and then come back. Right, that's probably better. And then, and then restart it. Yeah, that's that's probably a better idea. Yeah. yeah. So, spoilers. Yeah. So, I cannot believe that Emmett was dead the whole time. I know. Crazy, right? Even weirder when you consider Bruce Willis was in it. This all makes sense. Yeah. I feel like you have found a completely different film in this film, uh, which is... Bizarre, because most of the time you never know the film that we're watching. I know. Um, that, no, that's not true, by no, the way. No, it's not true at all. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, I don't even know where to start with these. So, so look, the, the, the whole thing about this film, again, 
going back to the first film with the Duplo, it's supposed to be the little sister that's, oh, yes. if I'm letting you play with them, I'm going to let your little sister play with them. So right. this starts off with that, and then it cuts to five years later, because obviously it's probably been about five years yeah. or so, and the children yeah. are older. Um, I don't even but, know but the sister actually, was the sister even featured in the first film. I think it was just the brother. No, wasn't it? I think it was it was just, just the just the son, just the son. And and the way they do it, and this is again, this is one of those weird execution things because the film starts with the the haze of Emmett kind of watching him. Oh, your sister, your sister is coming, and then the they they just get done saving the world, and then clearly the sister is coming to try to play, and then there's a heart that they give and then then they skip to like five years later well they show they, they show the the attacks right they show the attacks so we're it's, getting narration from Wildstar right so they do this kind of whole narration of which is essentially obviously you know we're in spoilers so it's it's basically the sister that keeps wanting to try to play with her older brother and he never wants her to play so she keeps coming in and bringing all her toys and he's like no get out of here um, but she keeps taking some of his and bringing them up to her room. Um, and they, you know, they have this whole thing with the stair, the stair dimension or whatever. Uh, and so they basically fight over the toys. So she constantly wants the, to play and the stair gate, the stair gate. That's what it is. Right. Again, on the nose. Um, yeah. So then they skip to five years later where their whole world is, is an apocalypse yeah. and they can't keep rebuilding because. She's just going to keep coming down and taking all the toys and trying to mess with them. Um, and, you know, people disappear into the star- Stargate. And they send the all the Justice League up to... Well, uh, Stargate, mate. Stargate. That's what I said. No, you said Stargate. That's it's probably... Like, it's like the same thing. No, it's licensing. No. Now, now we're going to get copyright strike. Oh. But Chris Pratt was doing Kurt Russell. Although Kurt... we need four... Kurt Russell was in Stargate. Right, so it all works out. I don't know that it does. I think so. Yeah. I think I'm fine. I think I'm okay. Well, if you think so. Yeah, I do. I'm confident. Um, anyways, uh, everybody loves each other at the end of the film. Wait, sorry. There was a lot that happened. You, you skipped a bit. So, uh, did I skip a you bit? skipped right. all the musical numbers, um, that's for sure. Right. Yeah. So, uh, essentially, uh, you know, the sister comes down and in, in the, the Lego world, her toys come in and take some of Emmett's friends yeah. back up to the Stargate. So Emmett decides, all right, that's it. I'm going to go find my friends and bring them all back. It's essentially the plot of Toy Story 2. <laughs> sure. I don't know that that's true. It's, you've never seen it, have I'm you? Not, no. If I have, I don't remember it. I'm going to just let you think they're the same film. Okay. All right. Uh, so, yeah, so Emmett goes off and he's going to try to find it and he runs into Rex Danger, yeah. uh, who is basically Kurt Russell. Um yeah. But it's, yeah. it's Chris Pratt doing a just a phenomenal yeah. Kurt Russell impression. It is, it is really, really great. Yeah. Uh, and and he's, that whole relationship is actually pretty fun because you know that it's Chris Pratt talking to himself. Uh, but he does it so well where there's definitely a split uh, because he is doing this Kurt Russell impression that it really does feel like they are two very different characters, mm-hmm. uh, which is great. It's It's done very, very well. So... He meets Rex Danger and he's like, yeah, I'll take you to the Stargate. We'll rescue your friends. We'll destroy the queen and everything will be great. He wants to teach him how to be tough because that's what Emmett thinks he needs to win over Wildstar. Well, that's because she told him to get tough. Right, right. But just like a woman, she changes her mind. Do, do they? I think so. 
I don't know. I, I don't talk to many women. I, I don't either. I just assumed that oh. that's what... I, I don't know. Sure. I, I read it in a magazine somewhere. Everything I know about women, I learned from Wildstar. Really? So, yeah, they change their hair a lot. Yeah. And they're incredibly badass. Yeah. I think we need to broaden your education, but... Hashtag feminism. <laughs> so. All right. Um, this derailed quickly. Sorry. Um, yeah. So... Uh, all of her, all of Emmett's friends get there, and the queen is trying to change them and make them have be in love with pop music. And this is where we get into musical numbers. Yeah. So when we're introduced to uh, Queen, whatever I want to be, whatever her name is, uh, she she starts with a musical number, and it's yes. a musical number that makes her seem like she's bad. And, but again, I guess, you know, it turns out she's not actually bad. The song Um, is actually true. Yeah. So, and that's only the first of a number of musical numbers that we get. And unfortunately, look, I, you know, I enjoy musical numbers as much as the next person. Yeah. Unless the next person doesn't enjoy musical numbers. But, uh, they also have to be good. And these were not particularly memorable, in my opinion. So, I, I disagree with their, how memorable they are. And I disagree with how good I thought the songs were. However, I felt them to be extremely misplaced in this film. Because there is nothing that, uh, there's no precursor to it. You know what I mean? It's not like there was a musical number in the first one and they were like, we should do this again. Mm-hmm. It, it, and it feels very out of nowhere. It's very out of left field. See, it, the reason I disagree with that is because everything in these movies is out of left field. Everything but, is wacky. Everything yeah, can, anything I, can happen in any given time. I so for guess, me, a musical number isn't all that weird. I just didn't find them particularly enjoyable. I guess that's fair. I, I didn't enjoy them either, but I think I didn't enjoy them for different reasons. Yeah. Um, and while some of them in context are relatively funny, it might, it actually made me feel much more like, Oh yeah, that's right. I'm watching a kids movie. You know what I mean? It, it kind of takes you out of that. Oh, I'm going to watch. A kids' movie that's kind of made for yeah. adults, which you felt through the whole Lego film. And to be fair, that that is really the target know, market of I these films. No, but I'm, again, no, I'm not saying it for your benefit. I'm saying it for them, <laughs> right? Because we're, you know, we're being awfully judgy. But I know, <laughs> I know, it's not for us. It is a kids' movie, and I honestly, halfway through the musical number, I had to remind myself, "All right, mate, just because you understand the bigger picture." does not mean that this film is not made for children. Yeah. Because it is. And they Definitely will love is. these songs. I'd say at least half the audience was, was children. Yes. Yes. Some unaccompanied, you know? Yeah. They just strolled in there. I don't know who just strolls yeah. into a... Just stand on each other's night, shoulders in long trench coats. They still do that? Yeah. Oh, wow. We should do that. We'd two be a very two. tall gentleman. I mean, maybe we'd get two things. We'd get one ticket... Instead of paying two, and we might get in the Guinness Book of World Records for being the tallest man in the world. Yeah, well, but I think they investigate that. I think they would figure out that it's just two people on top of each other. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, two for the price of one. Yeah. I, I think that's Look, a, that's a good sell. Obviously, the start of a good plan. Anyway. All right. All right. All right. So, it's like thirty percent of a good plan. Yeah. Um, but so the the whole thing, and again we mentioned earlier that the, the the masking of things. So like the craggle again from right. the first one. So in this one, it's uh all the all the puns 
are very on the nose. Yeah, it's so just too again, much. like Stairgate and what was the Sistar system, the Sistar which is system. which is basically the sister's room, where yeah. she's playing with her own toys, and again has created an entire universe that would take multiple children years to build. <laughs> but these kids set them up and break them down and set them back up again yeah, in no minutes. Problem. No minutes. Problem. <laughs> it's madness. Yeah. Yeah, um, so there's that, and then there's and then the, the, what's the big the Armageddon. Yeah, Armageddon, which, which is just too. From, from the, the moment it, yeah. they said it, I was like, I'm not into this. Yeah, from the moment I don't like this it, at all. You you kind of get, and they say the the what are the units called? They're going to be put in the storage. The storage. The storage, yeah. and you're like, okay, so basically, you two are fighting, and your mom's going to take all your Legos away and put them in the garage. Right. That's. Or the, yes, or the garage. Yes, as we like and to that say. is that is exactly what happens. Um, but but again, there's no mystery to it. There's no mystery at all, and I, I felt like maybe, and that's part of that execution where I'm almost fine with everything being wonky and out of left field, and having these new, you know, kind of creatures kind of show up into this world. And sure, we might know that it's the sister, but just mask it better, mate. Just give me because look, I get that the jig is up. Like I said before, that we know. That it's going to end with some kind of touching story about a family playing with toys. I understand that. So if we already know that that's coming, then just give us a little mystery. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just make us try to make us try to guess what that end will be. You know what I mean? There was also some more. So in the first film, right? You you learn that it's the dad. It's the dad's Legos, and the kid wants to play with them, so his dad doesn't want his Legos touched. So he's super gluing everything, right? But then there's that one moment where Emmett is set aside from the rest and he's going to be glued, but right. then it's the the figure sort of comes to life. Yeah. In a sense, it, it moves a little bit and then falls and that's it. So you, they play with this idea <coughs> that the Legos are sentient. Right. You know, this movie goes way further with that, uh, with that whole sentient thing. And actually, I don't even know what happened at the end. <laughs> when I, e- I don't when either. Emmett was, was showing off with Rex under the, the dryer and all of a sudden, Wildstar shows up and everything turned into Legos. Yeah. It, I was like, I don't, weird. I don't uh, know it, what's happening. Be, well, so I know that there was a line of dialogue from the brother who said, you know, it, it was when, when they were fight, they were doing like a little fight thing. And, uh, you know, the sister wanted to play and he was like, no, it's this whole time travel thing I'm doing. And so I guess that was the, uh, it's... The thing is, is the way they mask it is they do a metaphor for the the brother growing up and making everything. Uh, but it's, which is fine. But the problem is the the sequence with the two with Emmett and Rex. It's they the same shots as the from the first one where they're not yes. they're animated. They look like actual Legos that are struggling to move. Right. And so you're like, so are they alive? Yeah. Are they not alive? Yeah. What's going on? And even, even Kurt Russell, Chris Pratt says, you know, this is, he does some whole line about this is a metaphor that's a conscious for you growing up or whatever the case yeah. may be. But it's just, I, it was one of those things where it was fine when you did it once in the, in the first film, right? But I don't need, like, you made the comparison, even though you've never seen it. I don't need Toy Story with Legos. That's not, that wasn't the allure of Legos. Yeah. The, the allure of the Lego movie was that, these kids are creating this world in real time and we're watching it happen as these characters experience it. And then you pull back and behind the curtain is 
this child's imagination. That, to me, is the heartwarming part of this. Yeah. I don't need the toys to actually come to life and be sentient and recognize each other as time trap Because you find... Sorry, I just totally skipped it all. So, what you do find out is that all the sister is trying to do is is mend the two worlds. She just wants to play with her brother. So she's got her toys, he's got his, and she just wants them to yeah, be together. Because they've so they been can warned play. multiple times by their mom right. that if they don't play together, then she's going to take all the stuff away. Yeah, and they all go into storage. Um, so, you know, so she just wants everybody to play together, and he's, you know, no, I'm older than you, I don't want to do that. And so what you find out is that the queen would have wants to not be is really trying to bring everybody together. She's not trying to brainwash people. She's not the bad guy. But Emmett is actually Rex. And Rex is actually Emmett from the future who came back to stop everything being put together so that they could grow up and Emmett could become Rex... Right? Did I do that right? Anything you're dealing with time travel, it's going to get all wibbly-wobbly. That is true. That is true. And... In all fairness, he takes all of the time travel tropes and throws them yeah. all together in a single ship. And creates, really, the coolest looking spaceship I've ever seen. Just yeah. a giant blue fist. <laughs> that, I want one. Yeah, no, it's pretty great. I guarantee they're going they're selling that one in stores. Yes, yes, they are. Most likely. For, for way too much money that I'm, I'm not. That's probably true. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. look, at the end of the day, they, you know, we get that. That sweet moment between the siblings where they do come together and everything is yeah. awesome, yeah. for lack of a better term. <laughs> Which I'm not going to lie, like I know that was too the, much. I know, too much. I know it was the theme song to the first movie, but yeah. there's there's like a remix of it in the beginning, the, yeah, and then there's, there's a remix. This, there's the everything's not awesome yeah, song. Yeah, the, the sad Radiohead version, uh, and then there's the two musical numbers from the the Queen, and then there's also. Uh, the song that's supposed to get stuck in your head, uh, that they play, yeah. which is basically just an offshoot of Everything Is Awesome. Uh, so there's, there's a good five or six musical numbers in this film, uh, which is, look, again, I know that it is for children, um, but it was just not for me. Yeah. Uh, it was too much. And look, I, but I will say this, if you, you know, if if you're the target audience for this, I think a child would love oh, this absolutely. to pieces. Absolutely, you know. And if, if that's if that is who they made this film for, which they did, yeah. then top marks because it is exactly the type of film that a kid would just love from start to finish, one hundred percent. Or even yeah. look, even an adult that yeah. likes Legos, right. there are things to enjoy about this film. There, there and, really are. There really you are. I don't think you'll walk away feeling yeah. like you wasted your time and right. your money. And, and if you have siblings and you grew up with siblings and you understand what it's like to play with toys and have them always... Because even when she first shows up and he's trying to, uh, you know, attack, right, and everything bounces off and she's like, oh, we're immune to this or we're immune... I remember my younger brothers used to do that all the time because every time they'd be like, we want to play with you. Uh, the first thing to do would be to kill them in our story, right? It'd be the first thing to do, be like, kill them off. So now go do something else. And they'd be like, no, I'm invisible. Or, no, I can't die. And we're like, no. You're, so you, you, your siblings wanted to play with you and your first thought was to kill them. Yes. Who hurt you? <laughs> I'm in the story, Caitlin. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's a very relatable story. And, and like I said, in the third act, as that all unfolds, um, it is, it is nice. It's very yeah. heartwarming and it, it gives a good message. And that's where 
they do really do a good job. So there is a lot to like from this film, and uh, I would I would still recommend it, even though I'm kind of on the fence. Yeah. But what did you all think? Yes. Let us know in the comments below if you've seen uh, the Lego Two Electric Boogaloo. Um, the second one. Sorry, yeah, sorry. Uh, the Lego Two, uh, the the Marmageddon Strikes Back. I'm going to let you have that one. Okay. All right. right. All right. Well, this has been Cineblokes. I'm Benjamin Baker. I'm Kaylin Burrows. And we will see you after the next film. Mm-hmm.